It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome, everybody, back to the Believe in NXT podcast. Like always, it's the podcast tag team champs, baby. Coronavirus hadn't taken us down yet. We still hold on to the belts. Said, how you doing today, man? Solid and in the same spot as last time. <laughs> still, but still stuck. Haven't moved. Haven't moved. No sunshine, no sunlight. Just in the house with a bunch of food. But that's how we got to get down until... COVID-19 is, is completely gone. Uh, we, we're hearing some rumblings of some illness in the WWE. Hopefully it doesn't detour some of our favorite superstars. But as far as the black and yellow brand, man, they put on a show this past Wednesday pretty much to answer um, last week's dud, if you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. They definitely came out swinging, and we're here. We're going to cover all that. And, you know, maybe talk a little WrestleMania, a little the drawn-out takeover, which ooh, it's really a good thing that it got canceled, and we're going to get into that. But before we do, of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Said is at said underscore says, and that's C-E-double-D underscore S-A-Y-S. And, of course, myself, I'm at underscore J Della. Last but not least, let's not forget about Believe Podcast, the number one podcast network for professionals. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V, podcast, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And also on Instagram, make sure you follow at Believe Sports as well. You'll see a lot of content surrounding all the sporting podcasts that Believe has. And speaking of Believe, you know, we're almost at 250. Wow. Still growing. Yep, 245. Still, still growing during the pandemic. I mean, what else do you guys have to do but listen to some sultry voices on the Believe Podcast Network? Exactly, man. These bills still got to get paid. So, yeah. We here. We giving you content. We're trying to help make these um, self-imposed or not self-imposed quarantines go by as quick as possible, make them as enjoyable as possible. So, like I said, we can get past this and we can get back to some sense of normalcy. And, of course, the sooner the better. Man, the sooner the better is right. Hey, man, I still got to go to work almost every day. That is some bulls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, better to have some work in this. I mean, that's at least take your mind off it, of, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially when I'm sitting here taping exits to the floor inside and outside the store every six feet so people know how far to be apart because apparently Americans really aren't good at following directions. People don't understand boundaries. <laughs> that's kind of... All. I know what it sums up to. Like, at all. But uh, one day when we're all past this, we're, we're going to get some of these uh, COVID-19 stories out of me because I feel like there's more to come. So, Yeah, definitely. Ugh. 100%. That's going to be fun. Save that for a story time. 
So what what'd you think of it? So <clears throat> looking at the show, um, mm-hmm. one thing they did is they filled it with matches from top to bottom compared to the vignettes and stuff we saw a week ago. And empty arena matches, one thing I thought was cool, and I was telling uh, Jacob off air a second ago, is that they kind of used kind of a mic'd up approach this week. Instead of having people in attendance to watch a match of other superstars, what they did is they just focused on what the competitors were saying in the ring together. And what that they started off with Tyler Breeze and Austin Theory with Austin Theory just talking trash to Tyler the entire match. And it was clear enough to hear it, kind of like you would hear somebody mic'd up on, on uh, Sunday morning football. What did you think about that? Oh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it because it brings something different. And like I was talking about before we started recording, you can only do empty arena wrestling so many times before it just feels stale no matter what. Yep. That's true. It's hard to kind of up your game there. And I feel like they definitely answered the challenge for the Wednesday night wars this week. Um, especially in that first match where you, we saw, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, Austin Theory calling out Tyler Breeze. So they finally had their match. Really good match stylistically um, by both sides. And I think the way the match ended was beautiful. I don't think the feud is over between these guys, but him picking up Tyler's cell phone, pretty much recording himself. Again, we talked about talking trash, the audible um, that you can hear this week. He was recording himself saying how he can go all day, how he's the future, the past, not a flash in the pan, only to get what hit with a, uh, what's it called, a beautiful kick? Beautiful beauty shot, the beauty shot. Beauty shot. Only get hit with a beauty shot by at the NXT OG and to lose to Tyler Breeze. Good win for Tyler Breeze. So I feel like they were pushing Austin Theory for a while. Um, yeah, Tyler Breeze is kind of one of those guys just hanging out on NXT now. So it was good to see him back and get a victory. Yeah, this is definitely that reminder that, hey, Tyler Breeze can still go and was criminally underrated and underused in his first run. And looks like when he came back this second time, him and Fandango were set to make a good run for NXT tag titles. Fandango gets hurt again. Now we got Tyler Breeze playing player coach, you know, the rookie vet out here, making Theory look great. Theory has a future. I can see what everybody sees in Theory. And, yeah, I agree. This isn't over by a long shot. Give us something good to carry us through that post-mania, kind of if we're still stuck in this whole quarantine, COVID-19 situation. Let's give you a nice little feud last a couple weeks. Yeah, have something that they can cook with. So, I mean, I just fully expect Austin Theory to retaliate here um, for this to continue on a little bit more. Kind of in a sense, like, you you can kind of tell they want to – have Tyler Breeze, or sorry, have Austin Theory go over somebody uh, meaningful and that passing of the torch sense to kind of build that brand. Because Austin Theory took some hot L's to start off his NXT tenure. So, I mean, yeah, he is the former Evolved World Champion, a current Evolved Champ. And for those that don't know, Gabe Sapolsky is the head booker for Evolved. He works in NXT. He is. A Paul Heyman protege. He was Heyman's right-hand man at ECW. So basically, you can look at Evolve as the feeder system for NXT. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, if they got you sitting up tight, high and pretty and Evolve, and they kind of give you a little TV time, they got to think something of you. So 
we see where theory goes where it is he might have something to do around mania i don't know i'm not gonna spoil anything that's just what i allegedly hear okay it's interesting okay yeah it's very interesting if what i've read and heard is correct I'm going to need them to explain it in the next week and make it quick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Except we kind of had, I, I guess I wouldn't call it a squash match, but um, a debut. We had Tehuti Miles taking on Killian Dane. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of making things quick. I mean, Tehuti got some offense in there. And if you don't, I don't know, I don't know if you know who Tehuti Miles is. Seems like one of the newer superstars. Kind of had like a JTG meets Velveteen Dream vibe to him. If I can put my finger on it. Uh, I mean, hopefully, this isn't the last we see of him. Hopefully, um, he can latch on his gimmick when we actually have audience in, 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 uh, in attendance <laughs> to actually give pops and things like that. But he seems like a character that can actually latch on NXT and kind of that middle rung rank, kind of in that Raul Mendoza area uh poor Raul still haven't seen him still don't know what happened to Raul he's still um in the back of a vehicle somewhere hopefully um I just watched like I'm fast forward to see Mr. Miles I see the JTG Velveteen Dream he kind of reminds me of one Bobby Valentino okay I can totally see that two did you ever watch the uh, show called The Game? I know what it is, yeah. Yeah. So there's like a light-skinned wide receiver on the show. I can't remember the character's name, but he looks just like him. I know what you're talking about. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, don't, I forget the actor's name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's all I got for uh, Mr. Miles. Other than the fact that WWE apparently loves giving their new black wrestlers the surname Miles because, you know. Uh yeah, you went there. <laughs> yeah, it, ain't go, it ain't go so hot with the last one. You know, it didn't go so hot at all. Uh, but like you said, quick work if you would. Killian Dane picking up another victory. And it, it makes you wonder, like, why isn't Killian Dane in the North American title picture? Because we got to see Keith Lee whoop Dominic Dakakovich's ass over and over and over and over and over again. Honestly, I think at this point um, – we know we're going to do the Dijakovic thing. We'll get to that match in just a few. But Killian Dane seems like he would be the perfect rival for Keith Lee to kind of have have one of those feuds that lasts a couple months. This like a similar type of monster who can who can actually go do some of the athletic things that Keith does as well in the ring. It's like why not just why not just tee that up, man? Like you, you brought Killian Dane back for a reason. Well, you brought them back because you blew up Sanity, and I still don't know why you blew up Sanity other than having them. No, they weren't DOA, but you just mishandled Sanity. And I guess you're like, all right, we can't really bring them back to NXT and try it again. So you know what? Let's send Wolf to the UK. Let's have Eric Young out here as a player coach, even though Eric Young wants to wrestle more. You know, let's just make Killian Dane just this big beast from Belfast who just wants to beat everybody up. And Nikki Cross has been the most successful of the group. 
yeah, because she's paired with Alexa Bliss, which is still weird, but hey, they've made it work. Yeah, something that you thought wouldn't have lasted as long as it has, but yeah, they've made it work. Yeah, so Killian Dane, Killian Dane should be next for Keith Lee. So the figure is Keith Lee finally put Stakakovich behind him. He might have to deal with uh Punishment Martinez. I'm sorry, um Damian Priest a little bit longer. Damian Damian Priest is dope. He next up for me. I, I want to see Damian Priest eclipse this mid-card level sooner rather than level later. Oh, I love Damian Priest. Hopefully, well, you got to let him sit in the mid-card a little bit, kind of let him cook, because we'll get to it in a bit about the end of NXT. I think that's going to be like the next part of the uh, main event pictures, you know, what involves those three individuals. So, mm-hmm. You let Priest cook, but she can't pull the title off Keith Lee right now. So you give me if you want to keep Keith Lee and like these little triple threats or whatever. Sure, we just take out Dakovich, slide in Killian Dane, keep Damian Priest. Let's run it through. Let's run it to SummerSlam. All right, no, you'll probably have a takeover in June or July. Let's run it to what that takeover. All right, and then you get Priest out of here. You get Dane. Lee one on one at SummerSlam weekend at that takeover, and then you give Killian the title. I can see that. Totally see that. Because by that point, Keith Lee he'll be still be hot. You have groomed him enough. You sorted out your main event picture well enough, and then boom, here we go. Yeah, I'm with that. I know something that you're not with. And here we go. (laughs) Yeah, we had to get here. We had to talk about this. So let's just get it over with. Your boy, Cameron Grimes, and all of his body hair, and it's unscaped, unmanicured, unmaintained glory, took on the premier athlete, Mr. 12-pack himself, Tony Nese. And what was actually a pretty kind of entertaining match a little bit? Yeah, good back and forth. Uh, let Nice have his runs. I actually thought Nice was good. I thought they brought Nice on NXT for him to get the dub. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, of course, Grimes hits his little finisher, the double stomp or whatever they're calling it now. And we're still trying to push Cameron Grimes for some reason which seems to work a lot better in an empty arena than it does with fans. No, he needs the fans so he can get the nuclear heat. That man, nuclear heat is right. <laughs> nuclear heat is the best way to describe it. He people do not rock with Cameron Grimes whatsoever. I'm not the only one. I mean, you're not. And also why would we want to rock with Cameron Grimes in that body here? And I just realized something. You know what has really messed things up because of coronavirus? What? When's the last time you seen um, Devlin? Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point because he was on his cruiserweight uh, championship tour joint and doing everything. And, you know, I think he last was across the pond. uh, And he was supposed to be – the last time I saw – 
Devlin, he was supposed to be challenging uh, – what's my man's name? Uh, he's in the tag team. Golly. So I'm going to look this up, and you're going to have to cover me for a second. Kurt Lorkin. Uh, Talibate? Not bait. Seven. Not, not seven. But yeah, I just realized that, like, when you said they brought Tony Nese to NXT, I was like, huh, holy shit. I haven't seen the Cruiserweight champ. And that's because he's across the pond in his native country. So just it's looking it up. Stuck there. He actually just defended the title um, yesterday against Travis Banks. Ah, pulling out a close one. Yeah. That's who it was. Travis Banks. So, yeah, he's across the pond. And you're right. NXT has been kind of lacking somewhere because that whole cruiserweight angle, that having the cruiserweights on NXT is money. It's absolute money because you get to see the best of both worlds with, like, Leo Rush, Devlin, Garza, who's now primarily on Raw. But we saw a niece. We, like, having the cruiserweights here, um, especially your champion, that's important, but I mean, he's still in action, just not in Orlando. So we'll have to see when he's going to come back. Yeah, he won't be back prior to the middle of April if all things go accordingly. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting if they bring him back. Do you just throw him right in there with Leo Rush? Like, where where are we going with this? Hmm. I mean, I think soon as Devlin comes back. You got to have him. I don't know if it'll be Leo Rush. I know Leo Rush has already expressed some concerns about competing over uh, COVID 19. He's been very vocal about it. Um, maybe Swerve. I know Swerve has taken some L's recently. And if not Swerve, I mean, I would love to see and, and praying that uh, Garza and Andrade don't win the tag team titles off the Street Profits at Mania. I would love to see him just go at it with Garza. Oh, I'd enjoy a good little Hill versus Hill, Garza, Devlin. Although, yeah, Garza's really a tweener in NXT land. That'd be a good match, though. Like, give that a solid 15 minutes and just let him go. Mm-hmm. I don't need a crowd for that. No, nah, you don't. You really don't. That would, oh, man. Yeah, they got it. Hopefully, I'm glad you brought up Devlin, man. They got to make sure they safely transport him back to the state so we can get get some good work. Yeah, and also, I wonder how much NXT UK they taped because I saw where they pushed back or postponed um, TakeOver Dublin. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah, they did. Yeah, The UK is basically shut down, much like most of this country is and should be. So... It's going to be interesting on that side of the pond to see when they can get back up and running and if and when Devil can get back in the country or if they got to send somebody over or if you just shoot it in the UK with the UK stars that you have and then just kind of add it into it. But you got to do something to remind people of that title because, like I, you said, you forgot. <laughs> so I definitely forgot. And speaking of Dublin being uh, postponed, I mean, that robs us of seeing – Walter versus Finn, which 
we were on the fast track to that. So that that blows as well. I mean, coronavirus is just ruining mania season, bro. Something that everybody looks forward to every year. It's just ruined. Uh, and you know what? This time in what, next week, two weeks, we might just be like, huh, Corona did us a favor. Never know. Because Mania ain't looking so hot. And speaking of not looking so hot, ooh, my favorite moment of the night. Aaliyah was set to take home Zaylee in a women's ladder match qualifying match. And uh, I'm, the floor is yours. I'm going to let you have this one because I know you enjoyed the moment as much as I did. Surprise, surprise. I like to take credit for calling the revenge angle on Aaliyah versus Zia Lee. And I was fully ready for uh, Zia Lee to just, count it out, just get counted out and Aaliyah to kind of take her place in uh, the number one contender's ladder match. I, but, I mean, clearly – um, she might have been overmatched there, but still, still unsure. <laughs> we got somebody else that was clear to compete since Zia Lee was not. And lo and behold, the genius of the sky, Io Shirai, was back in action, which if you go back on her Twitter, and she doesn't tweet a lot, but you can just look past maybe a few months ago, it was like maybe six or seven tweets. That knee brace she had on, or knee brace she took a picture of, it looked like she was going to be out for a while. And she said that she was actually able to impress the doctors uh, within two months and had no structural damage. So great to see Io Shirai back. And like I said uh, on the last pod, if Io Shirai is healthy, there is nobody else you have rival Rhea Ripley next. I mean, you don't. It's just she is that good. And this whole ladder match – we kind of said it was set up because we didn't have Eel Shirai and you didn't know what to do with Bianca Belair. So it was like, all right, we got all these other women. Let's see what we can do to make this work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but this ladder match, if you look at it, it is um, it's really just putting a bunch of feuds into one match. Yeah. Because you have Tegan Knox, and there's going to be a second chance qualifier next week, this coming week on NXT TV, gauntlet match. So basically all the losers get another shot. So Caden Carter, Shotzi Blackheart, Dakota Kai, Aaliyah. Who else am I forgetting? Caden Carter, Shotzi Blackheart. Zia Lee. Um, Diana Perrazzo. Perrazzo, that's who I'm forgetting. Y'all get a shot. Y'all get another shot. And if you if you look at that, I'm thinking you said Kai before we start recording. I'm thinking Kai, maybe Caden Carter. Well, um, yeah, and that's a little bit of a spoiler for a match that happened later on in the episode, which was Candice LeRae taking on Caden Carter. Um, So yeah, I mean Caden Carter could be a good good shot to go. I mean, she wasn't able to defeat Kelly Kelly this time, but maybe maybe she's able to win next week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this man. This man here. I had to get that one off. I had to get that one off. You know, go right ahead. But, uh, yeah, so, real quick before we leave, Aaliyah, also, can we just never put her on my TV? Like, her facial expressions, everything are just horrible. Wow. Almost as bad as Zia Lee's crying. 
because that crying sounded like a porn flick if you actually just hear it without watching it. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But Eosra comes out, saves us. I just want to know how loud would that pop have been for her, even though she's still clearly a heel? Had we been in full cell with an actual audience? Hmm. not sure because I feel like she may have blew the roof off the place yeah real talk real talk I mean looking ahead just like way too early prediction I mean it's Io Shirai definitely wins this match that is the only other thing unless they just give it to your girlfriend Chelsea Green I mean, I can see Chelsea Green if they want to, like like I said, we got to build up new superstars and things like that. But if EO is healthy, like EO's healthy now, we know she is. And we know Bianca Belair is an outlier somewhere. Like, that means it's definitely EO's turn because ever since she had the heel turn, she has not competed in a one-on-one title match. And I don't think she's lost either. I don't think she's lost a one-on-one match either. Yeah, I don't think she has. I know she beat Candice LeRae a few times. So, like, you look at those two factors, it's like, all right, it writing's on the wall for Yoshirai to actually have that push. Now, I don't see why they actually wouldn't put the title on her if they're trying to build uh, more stars in NXT and actually have a rival that is a part of the black and yellow brand and not Charlotte Flair. Okay, I was just about to say, so I'm assuming you have Rhea Ripley beating Charlotte. I am 50-50. I feel like it'll still be Rhea because I can't see Charlotte working with a lot of the NXT superstars unless they just want to do something different to build up somebody else on Raw, i.e. Shayna Baszler. Um, Yeah, um, I'm hit or miss there. Hit or miss. Yeah, I... If you tell me... If we have Mania as it's originally constructed I say Rhea gets the win like maybe 60-40 now I got no damn clue man like you would think not having a crowd not having all the theatrics and everything that you just definitively give this to Rhea Ripley but the flip side is you know what screw it let's just give it to Charlotte it'll change things it'll make things different I just don't know. I don't know where you go with Ripley if she loses. Like Charlotte, run it, run it back. Then it's just at the detriment of the rest of the division. Like everybody just chilling. Shirai's chilling. Larray's chilling. Yem is chilling. Belair's just chilling. If you just keep running it back, that's why. Run it back one more time, and then after that, you get Rhea. Hey, back in the line. You got your. You had your moment to defend it. You took the L. You got your crack back to try to get it back. You took another L. Back of the line, you go. You'll step up with your contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I want, I want, I want to see EO get the push, though. But like you said, that, that Charlotte versus Rhea match is damn near unpredictable. Damn near unpredictable. It is, and we only got another week or so before we figure out who wins. 
<clears throat> and how upset we're going to be either way. And if you're out there and you know WrestleMania was already taped this week, try to avoid all spoilers because those type of people are out there on the internet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to see any spoilers. Even though I've read a few things, but it didn't really spoil anything per se as regards right. to the actual matches. But yeah, no. Nah, can't have that. Not in the biggest show of the year. If it's like a uh, if it's like one of these like throwaway shows, yeah, but not the biggest show of the year. You can't do that. Because many are supposed to have the surprises, supposed to have all these different things to make it great. So we want to enjoy Mania start to finish for the first time. Um, as much as possible. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, we're going to be heading towards a triple threat between Keith Lee, Damian Priest, and Dominic Dijakovic. After the three interacted, um, Dijakovic not taking lightly to being attacked by Keith Lee, even though Keith Lee apologized. That man looked Keith and I said, you tried to take food off my table. Ooh, gotta love that angle. I don't know where that angle comes from, but I but I but I felt it. I felt it. Um, of course, our Damian Priest interrupts and says, "Hey, I got my eyes on the title, so this can go one of two ways next week." And and you might not like this. Oh. Keith Lee can either just run through both guys, or Keith Lee and Dajakova can be so uh, focused on each other that Priest sneaks out one with the title and wins the title. I'm okay if Priest steals it. I don't see why. Because it doesn't really cool off Keith Lee. It just gets Stakovic completely out of here. As long as they find a way to get him out of here, that's all I really <laughs> care about. And I just noticed I'm rewatching this as we're recording it. We got a promo before, got a little vignette before we came back from commercial break and Keith Lee came out and did his whole little spiel for um, Dexter Loomis. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he was one of the uh, – in NXT Breakout Superstars Tournament. Uh, bigger gentleman. Kind of looks like uh, Jackson Riker with short cut hair and a thick porn stash. He looks like a creepy barber in his NXT photo. Sure. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Our creepy butcher, whatever, you know. You know what his uh his breakout tournament run? He had after I, I feel like he lost to Bronson Reed. I don't recall. Um, he's a, he's a different type of superstar, you know. He seemed like he was still very green. Uh, I think what they were trying to do with him is try to figure out what his character was. Kind of like I hate to bring this back up, but kind of like Cameron <laughs> Grimes in the beginning. They're trying to figure out like what exactly he was. And I think now he might be repackaged uh, to be a little bit more palatable on, uh, on tapings again. Hopefully so. Doubt it. And I just realized I'm watching this. Dakikovich comes out. The man put his fingers all in Keith Lee's title belt, all in Keith's shoulder. Like just real bold with it. Like, nah, you took food off my family plate. Man. I just spirit bombed him right through the mat right then and just kept it moving. You said right. you tried to take from my family. Okay. I tried to take from your family. Take the spirit bomb real quick. 
Damien Priest comes out, reminds people that he's criminally underrated on the mic as well. Good point. Good call there, because he is. Talks that talk. We got things set up. Get a little brawl. Dakakovich wipes everybody out with a nice little flip. Which means, if you're the last man... Go ahead. By the way, Dajakovic went on Twitter afterwards and said that was a backflip uh, swanton, I think he said, in a in a, a jacket, jeans, and Tim's. So talk this shit, too. <laughs> so I did that flip over the rope and some Tim's. A lot of men my size can't do that. I, I rock with them just because of that. Uh. Let's see. What else really? Tim Tim's. Yeah, those kind of were real Tim's. But yeah, he did it. I give him his props. But you know what happens when you're like the guy that's left standing on the go-home show? You're going to get your ass whipped at the pay-per-view. Yeah. So, again, let's just get, I don't care who wins as long as it's not Dakakovich. And as long as they get him completely the hell out of here for the foreseeable future, I am happy. Because like I said, the punishment, I'm sorry, Damian Priest like pulls out the nightstick and just cold cocks one of them after they hit the finisher on the other and then gets a one, two, three. Perfect. Yep. Now Keith Lee has a gripe to run it back. Yeah. So this match is happening. Is it? So I think we have our our bulk of matches next week, and I think and now we know what's going to happen in two weeks. What what we did not get clarity on is Adam Cole, except he's going to be celebrating next week. Is that right? No, Cole celebrated this week. He cut a promo sitting in his backyard by the pool that you can see in his glasses. And basically it was like, so you ain't really good enough for me, but boys kind of want to get to you, so we're going to get Velveteen and is he gray or is he not gray this week? Bobby Fish this coming week on NXT TV. Right, right. So what I'm thinking is, I me and you discussed this on a couple, maybe a couple episodes ago, where if you're not going to do a takeover, just give me the three biggest matches, which is Gargano Ciampa, the ladder match and Cole Dream, and just stick that all on one episode of NXT TV. So I think that's what we're going to see. That'd be I don't the know April if you can do eighth. that. I don't know if you can do that. Well, you already got the ladder match on the eighth, and you have Cole Gargano on the eighth. Yeah, we do have Cole Gargano, and I feel like Cole Gargano got to go Iron Man style. That got to go hour. It's got to be at least thirty to forty-five. Yeah. So maybe you could do that. Um, except I don't know. I don't know how much time you allocate to, to Dream Cole. Give that forty-five. Yeah, give depends that on how, they, how much they still cook it. Yeah, that is true. But you give Cole Dream forty-five. You give Gargano Champa fifty. And then you give the women 25 to 20. Yeah. And that's perfect. <clears throat> and that's one beautiful episode of NXT TV. That is. That's a takeover worthy episode for sure. 
And I was bringing that up to say that I believe um, North American Championship is happening next week. So we'll find out how that plays out next Wednesday. Yep. Wasted no time. We get that this coming week. We also get the second chance qualifier because, yep, Kenneth Ray beat Caden Carter. Decent match. I like the little exchange at the beginning between both women. Nothing overall to write home about. Caden Carter continues to impress me, though. Yeah. She's one of the uh, women in the division that you would hope can get some more shine and get some more promos or even show a little bit of a mean streak and aggression. So um, that you can kind of write home about her a little bit more. But, I mean, like like we said, we kind of expected, unless it was going to be some super upset, then we expect the Countess Ray to be in that match to kind of carry that weight of who's going to be the next number one contender. Um, and I guess um, we talked about this on the off the air too. I guess lost in the sauce of this episode of NXT was a tag team match. Um, only Lorcan, or Lorcan and Danny Burch defeated Shane Thorne and Brendan Bink, who announcers seemingly love a lot. <laughs> um, touting his size, his prowess, things like that. Pretty sure Shane Thorne and Brendan Bink were also on Raw recently. Yeah, they were. Because yeah. they went up against the Street Profits in a pretty decent little match. Yeah. And I really need Birch and Lorcan to like get a title shot. Like put them in the title picture, please. Not a title shot. They need a they need a run. They need a run as the champions because they've been too. kind of paving their dues paying their dues for a while. Um always consistent. I mean, they get they're getting some love down to two oh five live, but it's like come they on. They send them man. across the pond well. too every so often, so so I just give them that one run as a tag as tag team champions. It's not going to hurt anything. If anything, it's going to make your division stronger. Um, as far as Thorne and Vink, I really didn't need to see Shane Thorne being another tag team. Uh, TM61 was dope. Thorne can work well on his own. He's good on the mic. I would like to see him continue a singles run instead of being forced to be in a tag team again. Hey, man, some people just get stuck and become tag team specialists. But yeah, which is lame. It's lame because we we already know tag team specialists don't exist in uh, Mr. McMahon's world because they're going to throw the titles on single stars. <laughs> yeah, that's why you stay together. in NXT. This is just the exception here in NXT. So yeah, we just got to. I don't know. Thorn had his run where he was challenging all the breakout tournament stars for a while, and it was working. It was going over, and all of a sudden he fought Johnny Gargano before he came a lame hill. And lost and lost all his momentum. And I'm not here for that because I was here for single Shane Thorne because he, he can actually be somebody that can rival Keith Lee right now, put on a good match with him. Why not? Ooh, that'd be an interesting matchup just based upon size and everything. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But Ditto, I mean Lorcan and Birch deserve every right to be in the thick of this tag team picture. Um, especially if since they're, since we're going to talk about this right now, since there's going to be some new blood in the tag team division uh, for the longest. And I think I've been doing NXT power rankings since uh, late last year. And the tag team division was always the hardest thing to rank because there were none. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got Lorcan and Birch, Thorn and Vink, Grizzle Young Veterans, uh, 
Undisputed Era and, of course, the Broserweights are champion. That's a nice little place to start. Of course, this new tag team we're going to talk about. Uh, but first, Matt Riddle took on Roderick Strong in a match. Uh, one thing I loved about this match is when Strong came into the ring to do his little his little pose or whatever during the boom of the music. Uh, Riddle posed with him in the background. And it's on Twitter. It's hilarious. <laughs> cool. So Riddle, really? yeah, Riddle's always trolling, man. <laughs> always trolling. Oh but, shit! He really did. I just saw it. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, Riddle's making some news this week. Um, not just, and obviously, uh, Pete Dunn wasn't in attendance with him this week because they teed up that he was across the pond. Um, this is a good match. I mean, there was never a doubt that this was not going to be a good match just because these are both guys that can work. And like we talked about in the past, uh, Roddy Strong is the best wrestler in Undisputed Era. Hands down, the best. He might be the best wrestler in NXT also. But it's a great match. It was very technical, Matt-based. Reminded people that, hey, Matt Riddle was a legit MMA superstar. You kind of see at one point when they got done with an exchange, they kind of just laughed at each other's mouth. I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. This is kind of fun. Right. Right. But you know what's going to be kind of fun? Michael Blivens, a.k.a. Stokely Carmichael, has finally made his NXT TV debut. And if you are new to this pod, Seth has been championing this man's Twitter off and on since the inception of this entire podcast. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just let Seth have his moment again. We could talk about the um, Indian version of the Ascension, or Seth calls them the... Usos and ALP just had a little hybrid baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the tag team he's he's, he's managing now, um, which is weird because I thought he was managing the very tall, um, I guess his Native American guy. Apparently, he's got a stable of just giants. So so yeah, so I mean. Uh, Malcolm Bivens already has a lot more going for him than the Robert Stone brand. That's what I came to tell you is that he already has his group of people. So maybe my man Kona Reeves needs to go get on this Bivens train and just leave Stone brand alone. But like, like I was going to say, man, uh, if you don't follow Malcolm Bivens on Twitter, you are sorely missing out. This man is hilarious. And what's funny is, I thought I followed him already, and I guess I don't, but I always see him replying to other wrestlers, which is entertaining. Or I always see somebody likes his tweet. Um, For example, this was tweeted just a couple hours ago. Looking out my apartment window with a glass of red wine, gently sobbing to Anita Baker's sweet love. I broke down (laughs) thinking about my cultural impact. A very normal Friday evening. The man is hilarious. So if you like funny Twitter follows and... Of course, if you like cultural Twitter follows, like this dude has, if if you're familiar with like black culture references, things like that, he's always on point. You'll always see something like, oh, I I thought I was the only one that thought about that stuff. It's it's funny as hell. So I'm glad to see him finally get his time to shine. He spent a lot of time just doing live events and you can kind of see his stable of uh, 
of athletes that he was accumulating. Now he'll be the mouthpiece for these two guys who, now that I look at them again, they kind of have a Usos meets War Raiders vibe. Um, So we'll see if these guys can actually work. Either way, the tag team division gets stronger. You see more monsters in the division, which is sorely needed. Because if not, then you're just going to have the Undisputed Era just keep running rough rough shot around the whole tag team division, which which I have no problem with. They're obviously the greatest tag team in NXT history. But you want to see some different blood, especially if you're not going to tee up a much-needed heel turn that we've talked about in the past because of COVID-19. Right, Jacob? Did I lose you? Uh, no, no. I was just sitting here processing and thinking here. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with these two Indian giants because I still just try to figure this out. But I'm like, hey. Michael Bevins, we get the good stuff out of this. So if I got to deal with these two, that's fine. I'll take it. Although I did do a little research on them. Apparently, one of them is the reason or the man that uh, Million Dollar Arm, the movie. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he's from that. So he's like the legit actual real life thing. So cool. This doesn't work out. At least you can throw a fastball. Yeah. So, I mean... If anything, it's going to add another mouthpiece to the show, man. Like, sometimes you just need those promos and vignettes. And like I said, if you've ever followed this guy's Twitter, he's always cutting different promos or things on social media. So it sounds like they're trusting him on live TV now, which is pretty good to see. Tag Team Division is going to get a shot in the arm that it desperately needs. And we're not going to get a heel turn either. So it seems like the Broser weights are going to be a thing for a while. Although, we might still get that heel turn. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, tag division, get some shot, some life. I don't have any hopes for these Giants because commentary did them no jobs of selling the beatdown. And just just looking at them, it just looked bad. Like, it didn't look that clean of a beatdown. Like, I, you can kind of tell these cats are still a little green. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, you can still tell they're kind of green, um, which is why I I think it speaks sorely to the, the fact of why those guys would need the mouthpiece with Bivens. So, hopefully it works. Maybe you just get some, some big man moves for a while and you let the whoever else is competing do the do more of the work. But – I still think the Grizzle Young veterans are the lead for a tag team title shot. Maybe these guys just kind of force their way in, Undisputed Era force their way in for a four-way title match at some point. Yes, yeah, so I say definitely you got to protect these two giants in whatever match you put them in. So if you put in somebody like the Grizzle Young veterans and or the Undisputed Era, that definitely works. But having them work with Riddle and Dunn, especially Dunn, they should be protected enough where you can kind of cover and hide all their mistakes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need their actual names. And um, I feel like I need to get them out of this Ascension garb. Yeah. 
yeah, it was kind of, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't move me, but I'm gonna give it time. I'm optimistic. I'm just happy we're seeing more tag teams. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it cook. I'll let it cook and see what it turns yeah. out. Hey, who knows? They might even bring Jenna Mahal into the equation. Let's just throw Mahal in our, one group. There's our weekly gender reference, and hopefully gender is back soon. One thing funny, I'm glad you mentioned this. One thing funny about the gender Mahal thing I've always said that he has the coolest wrestling entrance in the entire company. As I laid and played WWE 2K20 for the first time, I think just a little over a week ago, I think he was the first character I faced, and it got the entrance wrong. It's completely wrong. <laughs> completely wrong. It pissed me off. Like, it wasn't pitch black. I didn't see any magic carpet as he walked and took steps and everything lit up. It was completely wrong. So... You guys fix that. Whoever the makers of the next game are, you fix that. I don't want to see the Shanti crap. I want to see the modern-day Maharaja entrance. Uh, that's that's your one problem with that video game, is that they messed up his entrance. I, I didn't. I haven't played it enough to have more problems. I mean, I, I enjoyed playing it when I did, actually. I, I actually like that they kicked you off with, like, I don't know, I don't know, 60,000. 30,000 points or whatever to buy superstars early too. I was like, Oh, I, I was digging that too. No. All right. Fair enough. We'll let that be. And, um... So last thing we got for NXT <laughs> was triple H and, and uh, hindsight to our last pod earlier this week, triple H didn't pull any double duty. So we didn't get triple H on the announce table, which was kind of weak. Uh, Jacob was 100% right. He was coming to address Ciampa and Johnny Gargano um, and their feud for the past few years. NXT not being big enough for the both of them, calling both men into the ring, allowing no physical interaction, and saying he would have a location for them to fight in two weeks. Um, I'm still not all the way for here for a heel, Johnny Gargano, but I am heel. I'm sorry, I am here for White Shoes, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> that boy came out looking, looking crispy. Came out looking clean, man. Like like Pops from Wayne's Brothers. God rest his soul, John Witherspoon. White Shoes. Fresh out the box. <laughs> oh, those were definitely fresh out the box. Put them on just to walk to the ring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I saw a tweet where somebody was like, this literally looks like Dana White standing with the featherweights at a weigh-in, and I died wow. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so disrespectful. I was like, it's really rude, but also it's kind of accurate, and they do have a point. That's so disrespectful, and it's because cause you look at Chompa on TV, you think like, oh, this is a very really, it's like a really big dude, because you see... Uh, that he's more aesthetic, but when you when we saw Ciampa and Johnny on like Raw and SmackDown, you saw how small they were compared to everybody else. It was like it stuck out so bad. Yeah, this isn't even the swole Triple H anymore. So yeah, so yeah, that stuck out bad. I forget who they wrestled <laughs> on as a tag team on Raw. But it was like wow, these guys are really really short. <laughs> were they in the ring with Braun? 
at the same time, I feel like it was somebody around Bron's size, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like, Pretty man. sure you didn't think this went all the way through. It's like seeing when Charlotte's in the ring with uh, Kyrie Zane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we going to pull this one off? How, how is this person going to mount any offense? Like, we know they should mount offense because it's Chopper, it's Johnny Gargano. But then it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you overselling now. <laughs> yeah, but Triple H put him in the principal's office. I do like how he essentially told them, hey, look, I've been here. I get it. But damn it, I'm tired of this. Let's be done with it. And also love how he was like, if it was up to Regal, y'all asses would have been fired. <laughs> damn, yeah. yeah. So it has a little extra layer to it of Trips being like, look, I'm here to save you. I am the creator. I've read this. So you should be thanking me. And I do love how he's like, nah, we're going to do this at Mania's. What are you trying to set up? And Gargano was like, nah, 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 nah. We'll need all that. It started here. Let's end it here. So those two in an empty arena with just a ref for the ref to say it's over. It's essentially the unsanctioned match from their first takeover. But you know what? Who cares? It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yeah. They're going to beat the shit out of each other and pull out all kinds of stops. Yeah. And it, it is essentially that because – and he, I felt like he was going to say it was supposed to be at Mania, which you would rather see that replace one of the Mania matches right now selfishly. But the interruption of saying, like, no, 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 it's not that serious. We don't need that. Let, let us just fight type of thing is perfect because we're going to get an empty arena match regardless, we know, because we're in a national pandemic. <laughs> so it's like you're not going to fool anybody there. So um, what really stood out to me is that Triple H said that he's going to drop a location to both of them where they can fight. So they can really take their time with this. Obviously, it's going to take place somewhere in Orlando around a performance center, but maybe it takes place like somewhere outside and they record it and they do a whole um, – gimmick match of that sort of unsanctioned where they're just fighting through the city. I would love to see something like that kind of throw it back to when uh, Stone Cold and The Rock and others used to fight at different places in the city. I mean, everything is closed anyway. Why not get some access to some other buildings? Um, I think that would be dope if they did that. This is true. I think they might end up just fighting across like the whole campus of Full Sail, which I would love to death to see that. Especially yeah, if, you, if you're deserving of it. Yeah, especially if, let's say, since Gargano's the heel here, let's say Gargano gets to the building before Ciampa. Ciampa pulls up in the parking lot. He hops out the car. He's looking around. He goes to walk in the building. And then Johnny jumps him, and that starts the fight. Mm-hmm. And then they just fight for another 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's what I, it's about. I'm good. Like, I don't... I'm expecting a good, intense physical matchup, and they will try to kill each other. I don't care who wins. Nope. Don't care who wins. Actually, I'm on the side that doesn't think there's going to be a conclusive winner here. Uh, I have a couple of theories on that. Um, one of them being is Triple H pretty much laying down the line and said, hey, this is, you guys fight. This is it. No more. We're not going to go back to this. And if you guys can't stop fighting, one of you guys will not be here any longer which we know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't think we're calling up either of those guys anymore. 
Johnny Gargano, just because I think he gets completely lost on Raw and SmackDown. And Ciampa has already been upfront and vocal about saying he won't, he will quit before he goes to Raw or SmackDown because uh, after his neck injury, he wants to work the lighter schedule, wants to have better uh, creative storylines, things like that, but mainly the lighter schedule. So we know neither one of them are going to leave uh, NXT, but I think we had pretty much a good judgment call on why this match will kind of be uh, have an inconclusive finish. And that's the vignette that we saw during their standoff, which was none other probably that is definitely killer cross. Um, and I think we were talking about this same package when I was actually at the bagel shop a couple weeks ago, because I never saw the package yet. So seeing that and it's going TikTok and all that good stuff, Let's me know somebody's coming. And since they aired that during Ciampa and Gargano, I mean, why wouldn't this guy debut during their fight? And if not during that fight, um, maybe the eventual Cole versus Dream match as well. Yeah, here's what I really think is going to happen. And it kind of ties in how NXT ended. Killer Cross is just going to show up and just beat the brakes off of both of them. That's what I'm thinking. It's totally what I'm thinking. Like he interrupted Triple H. You finally got the clear look and saw that. Oh, this is Killer Cross. Hopefully, they keep the name Killer Cross because it just sounds so much better and makes them seem like a legit threat. And that somehow we get almost to the end of Ciampa Gargano and somehow Killer Cross found a way into the building. It just whoops everybody's ass. I will say this, because that was the first time I did see that package. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the weirdness of that package more so than I enjoyed watching Matt Hardy teleport from the rafters <laughs> to the ring on Wednesday. Uh, I literally watched that and I couldn't stop laughing. See, here's the thing with um with Broken Matt Hardy. That gimmick it is supposed to be cheesy and campy to an extent. I don't know why people like that gimmick, man. I, I am an I am an adult. Great. I am an adult. I cannot suspend my beliefs that much and say that is entertaining. <laughs> you find the fiend entertaining. It's very much in the same ballpark. That that's more so me wanting Bray Wyatt to succeed, though. More so than anything. Oh, I like the old gimmick better. I think Firefly Funhouse is hilarious, and uh, it has the perfect amount of cheese, if you would. Um, the matches, I get why people get pissed off by the matches and the red light and him not selling moves and things like that, but it's different. But I don't need to see a man with his arms in the air smiling and biting his teeth, teleporting <laughs> seven different places, and then just being at the bottom of the entranceway. It's like it, – it, the way they made it look was so funny. <laughs> it's like – because you know you're watching like live TV, but it's like they took the picture and just put it at different places – and by the way, I, eventually I'm going to write an article on this because um, Barry deserve it. Jericho got to get his flowers, man. Jer- oh, I think Jericho definitely. is officially the GOAT. He's officially 
the GOAT for his tenure, having characters get over. This man just cut a promo on a droid. If he ain't the GOAT, he's definitely in the top five, top three combo. He cut a promo on an inanimate object. And, and then went on Twitter and did it again and cut one on his Roomba. Oh my god! Like, so so that's funny to me. That's entertaining. But like the whole the teleporting thing, like man, look man, it's a, it's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be a little weird, a little out there. Just go watch some of it from like TNA. Don't no. watch Final Deletion. Don't no. watch the main event run. Watch everything else, and you get the essence of the character. It's weird, but it works. It's literally everything that is pro wrestling. So I'm gonna probably catch some heat for this, man. From oh, our, boy. from you, and from our fans. It Here might be go away heat. Might be nuclear heat. I like 2.0, Matt Hardy, man. All right, this has been the Believe in NXT <laughs> podcast. The thing music is playing. They're giving us the go home cue. I'm not even gonna let him get the rest of this bullshit off today. <laughs> What's wrong up. with 2.0 Matt Hardy? <laughs> oh, like it's not bad, but no. Seeing the side of the screen, Matt likes anchovies on his pizza. <laughs> Seeing the fun facts, I I love that. That was the best version of Matt Hardy to me. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to let you have this one. I, I would tell him that to his face. I'm like, yo, I. My favorite time in your career was version 2.0. Oh, fair enough. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm let you have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably catch some heat for that, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I, st- I stand by what I said. But I'll, I'll try to do some research on Broken. I'll try. I'm telling you, avoid Final Deletion. It was overproduced. It, it, it was great, but it gives you the falseness of that this is what the character was always like if you never watched it. When in reality, what you saw this past week and the week before is more so the character. Okay. And we went on that whole tangent talking about Matt Hardy AEW just to let you know that Killer Cross is coming and we're probably not going to get a definitive winner in Ciampa Gargano. Oh, we're probably going to get some Killer Cross interrupting uh, the title match that will eventually happen between Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Somebody's going to get nerfed. He's going to make a big grandstand of his arrival, and we're all going to love it. An empty arena. Hey, man. That's cool. I mean, the jig is up now. You showed his face, and you had Scarlett Bordeaux speaking in... I want to say Polish? Mm. Some language. That's not one of the normal languages that you would immediately recognize. And I saw a translation where it's basically like, one man will be left, the clock will strike midnight, the end is near, destruction is coming, essentially. Right, right. Sign me up and let him nerf the hell out of somebody. I don't, at this point, I don't care if it's Keith Lee. I don't care who it is. Killer Cross coming out, and if he stays under the name Killer Cross and just nurses somebody and becomes his monster heel, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Why? Because we need a monster heel NXT, and it's not Johnny Gargano. 
That and I'm also just always here to see somebody get nerfed. I don't care. Like a proper nerfing is so beautiful to watch. Yeah, that, that Goldberg over Fiend, that wasn't that wasn't good to watch. No, no, it wasn't. So we're gonna wrap this up. Um actually before we get out of here in a you know, nah, I'm not even gonna tie these two things together. Have you seen Vice's um Dark Side of the Ring? Uh we're talking about the Chris Van story. Yes. I did see that. All right, cool. So how do you feel about giving the folks a nice little extra episode this week addressing that? Because I watched the first half the other day and I was like, oh, I forgot how deep and messed up all of this is, especially with the whole Eddie bit. And I literally had to stop watching and go find something else to do. Yeah, we can talk about that. So I'm going to finish part two. I figure, you know what, we'll talk about that in an episode because that's probably going to be one episode in of itself. We'll also go ahead and just break down WrestleMania because we're quarantined. So, the content, guys. Everybody loves content. You gotta have the content. Yeah. Give so, you the content so you guys have shorter days in the midst of this pandemic. Exactly. So, we'll give you those two episodes next week. We might even give you another preview episode of NXT TV. Kind of see how that plays out because, you know, that might be a thing moving forward full time. What you think? Give them two. You give them a little preview. We give them the Saturday morning wrap up. There's always something to talk about. So, yeah, we can we can do it all. Yeah, And that's why we are your reigning, defending, undisputed podcast champions. Once again, we are the best damn WWE-centric podcast. Period. Point blank, plain and simple. If you don't believe us, tweet us at said underscore says at underscore J Della. Tell your favorite podcast host. Hey, these guys say they're the best. We'll invite them all. We'll go to their show. It doesn't matter. Have podcasts. We'll travel. We'll smoke your favorite because we want all the smoke. All of it. All of it, baby. And you know what? We ain't got nothing else to do. So we really want all the smoke. <laughs> yeah, all that smoke. As long as they don't got no 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 COVID or Corona in it, like make sure that it's a sterile smoke. That's that's all I would ask. <laughs> That's all I would ask. Uh, very fair. Very fair. That's it. That's all we want. Just some good, clean. Well, we just want some clean, sterile smoke. And, we, you know, that's it. That's it. That's all. So that way we're not pulling out of shows and everything else, much like a lot of people have had to do recently. Man. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is called a tease in the radio business. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's called. So there you go. Nice little tease for our next episode where we talk about WrestleMania. We're also going to give you a bonus episode about the Dark Side of the Ring special with Crispin Wall. And let me check Believe's website real quick because I just got the genius idea. We mentioned that the other wrestling podcast on the Believe Network is the A to Z wrestling show with why am I blanking on his name? I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Wrestling A to Z with Ross Owen Williams. And he has that one intro episode up. You know what? Wrestling historians, let's see if we get Ross to come on here. And maybe we could talk a little bit more about Chris Benoit outside of our bonus episode. Or we'll just go to his show. Because, again, we want the smoke. Even if it's in-house smoke. Sorry, believe. We don't care. (laughs) It is what it is. Gotta love some in-house smoke. You messed up. You gave the wrong two people a podcast, and we happen to work quite well together. Yeah, it was destined to be, man. 
anything will get us out of here one day. <laughs> they are. They are. One day they will get there's, us there's, out there's, of here. There's waiting for the pandemic to end and, you know. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, look, guys, so um, this this is working, but it's not working. And they'll be like, yeah, man, you know, okay, appreciate it. We'll just decent and uh, marrow at it. Well, that's cool. We'll go elsewhere. Go to Showtime. This 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 is not a threat, by the way. Not we, at all, guys. We, we, we love we, you. We love you guys. Love you. Love you guys. You know, love you all. Josh, Alex, Cam, um, Carlton, all of you, all of you, y'all are the best. Love you. Love you guys. We love this platform. Absolutely. And we're love. going to continue to give you grade A content. No yeah. shortcuts. We love the freedom you give us and everything, guys. We love you. <laughs> Please don't cancel us. But yeah, this has been the Believe in NXT podcast. Say, you got anything else before they really actually cancel us? No, nah, let's 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 wrap this one and just give more content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, safe bet. So again, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Set is at said underscore says. I am at underscore J Della. Believe is at Believe Podcast. Believe is of course spelled B L E A V. And like I said, hey, we're quarantined. We're going to be pumping out a bunch of content in the coming week or so. So just sit back, relax, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in. Wherever you get your podcast, search Believe in NXT. When it comes up, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Scroll down a little bit more. Go ahead and give us a review. We'll take five stars. We'll settle for four. Leave a comment and be like, yo, these two are wild entertaining. Or, yo, they talk a lot of smack. Go ahead and cancel them. Or, I just don't like them. I don't care. Leave a review. We'll address it later. And then while you're there, go ahead and share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Download it. Stream it. Do whatever. Just engage with us in the podcast because we greatly appreciate it so very much. We do appreciate it. We love all the feedback. We love hearing from you guys on Twitter um, and wherever you guys listen to your podcast at. Let us know. Let us know what you think, man. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know who you want us to reach out to. Who you, who do you want on this show? We want to go get them. Exactly. We're going to start having guests, and we're going to really start acting reckless and having fun on this podcast. So just give us some time. Let us know who you want. You want Josiah Williams? Because I already sent out the tweet. Josiah, if you're listening, it's an open invite, man. We can have a little wrestling flow meets believing in NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we made we, we, we broke the fourth wall with Mark Merrill. Maybe we can go back in that bag, get Mark Merrill. I don't know if he still watches the product. We can get him up on here. This is it. We get him on here and talk about it. We can make it work. Because I want to talk about the moment he realized he was a white man and people constantly kept thinking he was a black man. Like, when did that hit him? Like, oh, y'all really think I'm black? Man, that's the one. Like, okay. That, That one was still very shocking to me. Still so shocking. But yeah. This has been Believe in NXT Podcast. I'm Jacob that said. You got anything else for the nice hope set? Now we good. Until next time. We're out of here. <laughs>